I saw some comedian that was like, you know that song La Bamba? Da 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 La Bamba. He was like, did anybody else just think that the lyrics to <laughs> La Bamba were just ba da 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 La Bamba? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, yep. I, I guess I did used to think that. <laughs> Not the language I knew. I never I really th- wanted to. <laughs> I never really thought about it. I just was like, oh, the guy. <laughs> <guy's- laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. This is a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our? Who is this man talking to me? And why is he using the plural possessive? Whatever. That's because I'm not alone. I'm here with my best friend. I'm Josh's. (laughs) Hello, Josh's. I'm Evans. We're best friends. We've been best friends for probably like too long. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, probably a little too long. I didn't get to fight you on that anymore. (laughs) Well, I live in the Bay Area. Getting a little stale. Josh lives in Chicago with all the other stale donuts. Uh, No, I didn't mean it, Chicago. Oh, (laughs) dude, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hear it from uh, what are the donut places? Uh, Stands, yeah, Krispy Kreme. I take it back. Uh, Duncan. I don't I don't care about Duncan. That place is trash. (laughs) That place is trash, man. That's bread with a hole. Anyway, we talk about old movies from our childhood, movies that we watched when we were younger, when we were more fresh, uh, when we when we used to have love and joy and optimism in our hearts. We watched them with our jaded black 31-year-old hearts, and then we give them a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, denoting whether they're worth your time or whether they're simply a wreck. How's it going, Josh? <laughs> Great, you're making me sound like I'm a total fucking heartless wreck. Well, we bo- I was putting both of us in there. I know, that's true. Hey, Evan. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, sorry to all oh. the listeners out there about my, my voice. I'm still battling a little little cold, so if I sound uh, a little less pristine than normal, then uh, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, and if you cough during this episode, I'm going to throw a fit. Don't worry. Because I would never do that. You would You would never. You're such a beautiful boy, and your vocalizations are perfect. Josh, what did we watch this week? Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I'm sorry. I'm just really looking forward to the Olympics this year. Uh, we watched... Um... <laughs> we watched... Uh... Space? No, nope. That was uh, the episode that came out today. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Hey, Napoleon Dynamite. An American comedy film from 2004 produced by Jeremy Kuhn, Chris Wyatt, Sean Covell, and Jory Whites. Don't know who any of those people are, but it was written by Jared and... Shoney Wyatt! Is that who you said? Jory Whites? Um... Written by Jared and Jerusha Hess, which uh, that is a a couple, um, and starring John Heater. We've got Efren Ramirez, and that's pretty much who you remember from this movie, if you're familiar with this movie. Um, Yeah, so this movie was, uh, was an Evan pick this week. This is probably right on the cusp of like 
appropriate movies to choose for our childhood. You know what I mean? Oh, it absolutely is. Because it's... I mean, this is... It's technically... It's te- it, we were impressionable when this came out. It was in our teens, right? We were definitely... That's That's a good way to, I think like define this this podcast and, and the movies in it because it's like we were impressionable you know mm-hmm. like when we were watching this movie you know th- this movie is so quotable we'll get we'll get into that in the second half but everybody had their napoleon dynamite um imitation ready to go oh absolutely um, so yeah, this one was from 2004, so that would have made us 16 when we uh, when we watched it. Um, so we could we could have watched this in your parents' TV room, uh, sitting on our bellies with pillows and Doritos. <laughs> I don't think we did, but just saying we could have. <laughs> we could. That's about that time. You could imagine that. Actually, I would like to. I would like to ask our listeners to draw that. <laughs> you and me. Sitting on our on our bellies with our legs okay, in the air. Me, so let me give a, a little bit of a, a scene setup. Yeah. So Evan's TV room, it was square. <laughs> it was very square. Everything about it. it was, even the couch was square. <laughs> yeah. Every so there's a square couch. Just imagine. Okay. So the room was nothing but cubes and a TV. <laughs> and then imagine us in there with some like miscellaneous pillows and. Uh, blankets and just bags of Doritos, and we're on our bellies. Yeah. What's your What's your childhood soda of choice? Oh, uh, Dr Pepper. Ooh, you know what I liked? I liked those um those Stewart's orange vanilla creams. Oh God, you're right. You remember those, and you get them from the gas station. Um. Okay, so back to the movie. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite was uh. uh has kind of an interesting origin. I don't know if you are familiar with this, but I remember I was familiar with this even way back when it came out. Um, there was a, a short film. So John, John Heater, who plays Heater, Hater, we got to make a decision. I'm just going to say John Hater. John Hater. <laughs> um, John Hyder. John, thank you. John Hater, uh, who plays the eponymous Napoleon Dynamite, and Jared Hess, uh, the director of this film, um, and one of the co-writers, they were both students at Brigham Young University, um, which is a Mormon college. And both, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, the writers and directors of this, as well as the star, they're all Mormon. Whoa. So this is that, like a Mormon film. We got to dig into that because that actually, uh, wow, it kind that of ex- makes a little bit of sense. It kind of explains some things about the movie. Um, it explains a lot about this movie. Yeah, it, it really does. But anyway, when they were at Brigham Young University, they uh, collaborated on a nine-minute short film uh, that was in black and white called Palooka about um, a nerdy high school student named Seth. Uh, and that character then became Napoleon Dynamite. And you can find it. I think I found it on YouTube. Um, you can watch oh, okay. Palooka and definitely see where the... Um, where the the influences came in um oh i didn't well that makes sense it feels like you're watching this movie and you're feeling like this is a very fleshed out character uh you know yeah so that's not surprising yeah and that they that they clearly had like a close relationship the director and and john Hader. um yeah 
uh, it was filmed in uh, on location in Idaho. Um, this for for me at least, like historically, this is the first time that I really remember tracking like an indie movie. You know? Yeah. Like I feel like nowadays I, indie movies are are more of like an established thing where now it's kind of hard to tell whether it's an indie movie or a triple A big budget movie. Um but back in the the two thousands it was more kind of like, oh, what is this new fresh thing? Yeah. Like I, I, I would deign to say that this is this is the OG hipster movie. Yeah. Like hipster independent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure, with with the glasses and the kind of like the sort of ironic styling. I mean, it's all very selected, like what am I trying to say? It's all very like intentional. Like the intentional mundane awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um there was so cool. one thing that I remember there was um he, we read something that like John Hader only got paid like a thousand dollars total to play because they didn't think this film was really going to go anywhere. Like they got they got some budget from Fox Searchlight, but then mm-hmm. they um, they went on and so he he only got paid a thousand dollars. So then once the film had like this amazing runaway success, he he went back to the producers and he was like. Um, I basically am this movie, so so now he gets a cut of the profits of the movie. <laughs> but isn't that wild? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good for him. Um, good for him. More than a grand. Yeah, more than a grand. It's crazy. So, what was your what was your relationship to this movie? I remember seeing it in theaters at the Sequoia yeah. down in downtown Mill Valley. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it too? I did. I watch it. I watched it. I didn't watch it at the Sequoia. I don't really remember how I saw it originally, but oh boy, this is when this movie came out, it was so line in the sand. Yeah. It was like you either were on on the the train with Napoleon Dynamite doing the doing the shtick, like doing your impression and like quoting everything or you were like get this muck away from me <laughs> I, like, I, I don't I, I remember like some friends were just like I fucking hate them all. I feel like most of the people that I talked to were like I fucking hate Napoleon Dynamite and then it was mm. like me and usually some people usually the, the friends that like were the 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 first generation hipsters were like this is the most amazing piece of cinema uh and i remember watching it going like i i'm on board for this this is weird yeah and uh quotable and all those things so yeah i i I remember it being more prevalent in my first couple of years of college for some reason i think i dated somebody that was just i feel like i dated somebody that was just like quoting it all the time maybe that's why oh okay for some reason like yeah my first year of college it was just like it spiked so hard and everybody was doing the Napoleon. I think I tried to learn the Napoleon dance. Oh yeah, that dance I I was huge. That I dance, feel like I did it at a party or two. That dance is like arguably this whole movie. Well, it's the it's the part that's like it it, it uh, surpasses the film itself. It, yeah, it survives completely on its own. And the vote for the vote for Pedro T-shirts. 
Oh, it's an it's an instant Halloween costume yeah. with an action, which makes it doubly more fun. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because it was that's one it was one thing to have the shirt, but it was another thing if you could like do everything. Um, like I I'd be willing to bet that every every year from here on out in American history there will be a Napoleon <laughs> at every Halloween I'd put party. Money on that. <laughs> Um, one at least one every every year. Josh, we have we're gonna have to splice this in earlier. But Josh, do you have a synopsis for this movie? Oh, I might. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> oh shit! Now we real editing. Fuck that noise. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Preston, Idaho's most curious resident, Napoleon Dynamite lives with his grandma and his 32-year-old brother who cruises chat rooms for ladies and works to help his best friend, Pedro, snatch the student body president title for, from mean teen Summer Wheatley. <laughs> and that's from Anonymous. I love that. I love that. <laughs> mean teen Summer Wheatley. Wow. <coughs> mean teen. Mean Teen Summer Wheatley. Mean, mean Teen, teen Summer, Summer Wheatley. That's Summer great. Wheatley. Pull up. Mean Teen Summer Wheatley. Mean. Oh, that's that's a that's a country song in there. <laughs> oh man. Getting on down to town and going across the path with Mean Teen Summer Wheatley. Summer Wheatley. All right, we'll we'll get to work on that. All right. We are going to talk more about our experiences with watching Napoleon Dynamite after this short break. Hey, y'all. This is Morgan, your fan club president. Well, I've given it some thought, and I've really searched my heart. And I've decided that I don't want to keep this podcast to myself. I want to share it with you, and I want to share it with other people, too. I'm hoping that you will help me spread the word. Please tell your friends and family that they can find Tapes, Tapes, Tapes on Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Thanks for helping me spread the word. And for now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back from the break. All right, Josh. <laughs> um... Hello. So what did you find watching the movie? Fuck, I coughed. <laughs> See, you coughed. Now I've got to scream. But I won't because my poor little baby voice. So Joshua, how did you find this movie? Watching it in 2020, 16 years after this movie came oh out. Oh, God. All even numbers. If you count zero as an even number. I don't It was... Okay, I was so, about to like actually think about that. I was like, is zero equal well, or even? I, I don't want it. that's a that's a rabbit hole uh, with a probably very simple answer. Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, so where did I watch it? I watched it on my YouTube's. Oh God, I had to buy this. I had to rent this movie twice. Oh no, why? <laughs> what happened? Because I I watched it on I like rented it on Thursday, and you only get two days. Oh, and you ran out of I time? I got like 20 minutes in and then I forgot to like Sunday that I only had two days. So I had to re-rent it. Oh, no. <laughs> so I spent I spent a good amount of money. I spent a lot of money on this movie. Wow. Just trying to get Napoleon Dynamite to happen. So you're welcome, whichever studio distributed it. 
You got my muns. I guess it's technically Disney uh, now, huh? Because it was by Fox, wasn't it? Is that how that works? Is it um like all entities like that have ever been Fox? It can't be. I mean, why why wouldn't it? It all rolls up. Oh God, you're right. Oh, weird. Also, this is an MTV oh. movie, technically. But they talk about there is it's not R rated. No, it's a Mormon movie. Talk about the, how you it's how you movie. liked it or didn't like it or what you found. Okay, so uh, you know, I watched it and I was irritated by the movie. Mostly. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why? I, I, you, well, so first off, when I was watching it and I was getting irritated by it, I was kind of starting to self reflect. Because I feel like the last couple of movies that we've watched that I thought I would like, I didn't. And I'm like, am I just becoming like a grumpy old chode? Like, what happened? Like, am I just not enjoying any of these movies anymore? Uh-huh. Like, what's going on? Hmm. Like, I should be... I, I, But, like, I was watching it, and it's... You know, I got... This movie... I, maybe I'm not giving enough credit, but... It was the first of the, like, the awkward humor hipster movie. And... Like cringy you ha- you humor. You gotta start. You gotta start somewhere. Mm. And I don't know. Like when I really was like watching it for like, okay, I'm gonna watch this kid Napoleon kind of be an awkward high schooler and like go through these like kind of like mundane activities to kind of reach a goal. Like, how much do I care about this kid and like what he's going through and the other people in his life? And the answer was, and I feel like this comes up a lot with how I watch these movies, is I just don't care about them. Like, I don't care about their plight. You don't care about Napoleon. It's just there was nothing for really me to, like, latch on to. Like, his, because let's talk about the plot. So it's about this kid, Napoleon, who, you know, has an older brother, and they kind of, like, have that typical younger brother, older brother, where they, like, love, hate each other, and the big brother is, like, a dick. And then there's these other characters that are, like, kind of sad and kind of, like, struggling to find their personality or their, like, who they are in the moment. And it's just all these people kind of trying to get from point A to point B in, like, let's just look at the, in and under the microscope of, like, how did they do it? It was with rollerblades and a bicycle. Uh and there's just not a lot that, like, happens. It's kind of, it's, I guess that's the point of it. It's supposed to be kind of reduced and looking at, like, this is what this place under these conditions just is. It's what it's like. But hmm. I don't know, like, just Napoleon's humor this time about just, it didn't click with me. It was, like, hmm. just kind of irritating that he was getting so upset about, like, everything. And maybe, I'm, maybe I'm, I don't know, like, maybe just hate high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> it it is an inter- it's a really interesting movie I I think because it's like <clears throat> I it's still difficult for me to tell and I just watched it right it's fresh in my mind um mm-hmm. but it's kind of difficult for me to tell if the filmmakers are like making fun of the people that are in the movie or are they just kind of like trying to be slice of life because everybody in the movie there is almost a certain level of judgment to mm-hmm. how people are portrayed in in this world or or in this like socioeconomic status of of everybody yeah. who's in the movie it's like midwest like poor midwestern people with and this movie 
it isn't a period piece. It's like it's supposed to take place in 2004. So when they're dressing the way that they're dressing and like the the kinds of things that they have, like the the phone with the really long curly cord. Like I remember having that when it was like the early 90s, but definitely yeah. by then we all had like, you know, wireless. We didn't have smartphones back then, but we still had like cell phones or or at the very least like wireless phones. Um so it it was an interest it was interesting to watch it from that perspective. Um I will say that I my nostalgia bone got triggered and I entered into nostalgia baby. And you got to nostalgia baby. I got to nostalgia baby. Yeah. When, when did you get there? Like, were there specific it, moments? It was immediately. It was like really? right away when he when he gets on the bus. Actually, before the bus, even like even when they were showing the title credits, where they were like showing the food, the, the food with everybody's names. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a, this is an interesting sequence. And that's when Morgan already made the comment about like, look at look at like the the quality of food that they're putting out there. Like it's very, it feels kind of judgmental almost, or maybe not judgmental, but like just, this is the, this is what you're going to see for the rest of the movie. Like you're going to see people in this lower middle class, like thing, you know what I mean? It's funny that you like bring that up as like the main kind of thing you picked up on that kind of like, made you think because i too was a little like where is this lying on the spectrum between slice of life and joking because it's obviously slice of life because it's like that's what the focal point is for so many scenes Mm -hmm. but it like it really like it feels too much at times Mm. like it's too it it's too like precious on those kind of like you know lower middle middle class kind of like stereotype things so you you think it's like trying to be too cute yeah because that's that's an interesting critique yeah i i found like i said my my nostalgia bone got triggered immediately like right when he right when he's on the bus and the little kid asks him what are you gonna do today napoleon and he's like whatever i want to do gosh like i immediately i just was like oh my god I remember like now everything that the way this guy talks oh and like th- just yeah. every that I just like it was like a year of my life came flooding <laughs> back to me of being 16 and with my own parents because that was something I didn't mention in in the beginning of this like my parents loved this movie and we would quote it yeah. at each other and I think we still to this day like my mom would be like Tina eat your food like <laughs> Yeah, There's, you know that that was really the only one that triggered me was the Tina bit, the <laughs> feeding the the llama that they have for whatever reason. Um, and he, why is he so he's so mad and so abusive? He, Tina, get your food, you fat lard. Tina, you fat lard. Um, and yeah, just just the voice and and just the caricature and the way that John Hader behaved. I was like, oh, dude, I remember all of this. Um, so I, yeah. I actually had a really good time because I think I just was in that, that ball of nostalgia. Um, it was, it was difficult for me to kind of like come out of it and kind of go like, okay, what parts are problematic? What parts aren't? Um, we talked earlier about how this is technically like a Mormon movie, which we, Morgan and I discovered while we were watching it and it just God. made it make so much sense. Yeah, you know, it it's really interesting. I 
I almost kind of wish he would have like revealed that information to me at like the end of the podcast and let that be like such like a, a surprise, <laughs> like a like an awe, like like oh my god moment because it really is because the movie is so <clears throat> there's just a quality about it that feels very. I don't know, very kind of innocent and a little yeah. clean it's, while still being what it is. It's like edgy for Mormons. Yeah, like this like, is about yeah, as it, edgy as Mormons can get. And the edgiest that they can get is that like Uncle Rico's going to go around town selling bust enhancements. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like the closest they get with like a very like kind of like obscene scene is the 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 what's his name the uncle guy yeah like uncle is rico doing the photography set of uh, uncle rico is doing the photography session with uh what's her name and like you think deb. it's about to turn into kind of like deb <laughs> you think it's about to be a scene where he's like oh you're so pretty like and it's gonna get a little like it's gonna get a little deep like yeah yeah he's about to molest her and then it's just like i'm gonna give you this card for he's... Uh, enhancement because <laughs> napoleon said something yeah, he's just it's trying like, to sell her something oh, like based on her insecurities. And it was it's just so funny that like that's as far as Mormons are willing to go, but the way that they framed it, it does make it feel like it's a big deal. <laughs> so You know, but it it works so well with the movie, like the style of the humor, like not yeah. knowing that it was Mormon, because that's also very much what kind of like middle school and high school is like. Where you don't really have, I don't know about these days, like, you know, Fortnite dabbing and all that. But, like, when we were kids, like in middle school and high school, That's like, how you describe these days. Fort- <laughs> well, it's Fortnite true. dabbing and Fortnite all that. Fortnite dabbing and, and TikTok. L- a loud air horse sound. <laughs> That's it. That's my perspective into them kids. Way to stay in and touch with And I love all audience. of those things. It's myself. I'm I, dabbing right now. I like dabbing. I just dab- dabbed I, at the microphone. I'm just da- I just dabbed too. I like me, dabbing let, ironically. because Here we go. Is it? Here, one, two, three. Oh, I lost my headphones. I dabbed too hard. <laughs> Don't do it. Fucking threw up my back. I like oh, to I make people. Oh, no. <laughs> Has an older sentence ever been uttered? I threw out my <laughs> back dabbing. <laughs> Um, all right, continue. Yeah, but uh, what I was saying, like, when I feel like when we were kids, it was like in middle school, it's like you said, you know, tits, and like everybody giggled. Sure, and, like, sure. It was like, yeah. Ooh. yeah. And that's the epitome of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a bunch of innocent it kids, is. like, trying to think of like the dirtiest thing they could think of, but it's just like. A woman wearing a leotard, like doing like Jane Fonda exercises or like <sighs> whatever it might be. It's just so it's it is. It's so specific. It it's is so Mormon, I guess. Yeah, it's very it's that's so Mormon. <laughs> um, this is the second Mormon movie we've watched. What's the first one? Kingpin. No, those that's Amish. It's a totally different thing. <laughs> and Emilio Estevez was in it. <laughs> no. He was in both of these movies. It was Elvis Costello. Um, uh, oh, what do you get when you fall in love? 
what is happening? Let's rain. Let's rain it in. Let's get real serious. Uh, what do you have like a favorite funny moment? Because this this movie is um, and and I think I enjoyed it more than you did. So for me, this movie was like joke a minute, a lot like Austin Powers and Spaceballs, where it was like there was kind of constantly every moment is setting up the next thing. Um, maybe not with the same yeah. rapid fire pace as those other more polished um, traditional comedies, but this has like so many moments. I uh, w- do you can you think of like one or two of your favorites? Yeah, you know, <coughs> I kind of I liked all of them. Like they were good bits, mm-hmm. but only enough so where I'm like, that was a good bit. Like it's not making me laugh out loud. I think the only ones that really. Like the only one that really like made me smile was was Tina. Anytime he came and fed the llama, it was Tina. Like, that just got me. It was Tina? I think I actually also laughed when um they went to the they went and got the demo for the kung fu classes, and it's the whole bow to your sensei, bow to your sensei. Yeah, <laughs> somebody give me a, come up here. We're gonna demonstrate, and he's just like hitting him in the face and like slap hit, hit my leg again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Oh, poor yeah, Kip. See? And I've disarmed it. Like, that was funny to me. Yeah. Uh, but besides that... A like, lot of slapstick in this movie. A lot of slapstick. What, what, were, your, what were your favorite? You, I mean, it sounds like I had two, and you had two <laughs> that you didn't think were that funny. Yeah, I think the <laughs> that would be a shorter list to be the, the things that I thought didn't age well or didn't really hold up all that well. Like, I, I didn't think it aged super well that Kip was like... Oh my, but again, it goes back to that like whole Mormon thing, right? But it was like, whoa, Kip is dating like a cool black lady. Whoa. And then he's like yeah. dressing like a black guy. Like, oh my God. You know, it's, it's this. And he said like later hater or something. Yeah, peace, peace out. Peace out, Napoleon. Um, I peace think, out. That's it. <laughs> I think my all time favorite is when Napoleon walks over to Deb at the, in the cafeteria. And she's drinking 1% milk. And he says, are you drinking 1% milk because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You could be drinking whole if you wanted to. That's I don't, romance. That's just that line is the fact that that occurred to somebody to write down is so funny to me. Like, <laughs> it, it feels like an SNL movie where they've they've been developing this character for years. <laughs> and it's like now is the time to unleash all these jokes that they've built up. Ooh. And I, I think Cuz Napoleon's got the best joke writing. Oh, for for sure. Far far and away. Um you know, I don't even know that anybody else really tells jokes. Like everybody else is is kind of just a foil for him to to fight fight off of. Um Yeah. I mean, I, Uncle I Uncle Rico had some good good lines. Uncle Rico had had like kind of a funny arc where it's like this old football player who's like stuck in the past and he, he wants to get money so that he can buy a time machine. <laughs> and then he shocks. Yeah. Who, nuts. who got fucking, who got some, you know, peyote and thought of that one. I don't, I don't know, but they're Mormon. So there's no, no peyote involved. Um, it's true. Yeah. I, I, yeah, there, there were so many moments you- that I like, I liked the, I liked Pedro. Um, and I liked that he like, that one scene where they're they're trying to get their like farmer certificate. I don't really know what they were doing, but they were like they were becoming certified and becoming like cow experts. And he was like, like milk tasters and yeah. And he was like looking at the cow. And he's like, 
this cow's pretty good, except for one little problem. See that guy right there? And they show like a little nubbin on the side of the cow's nipples. He is nipple number five. A good cow should have like four. Like <laughs> that was that was oh my God. cute and charming and kind of funny and like just just sort of absurd. You know what? I just got my first nostalgia baby from this movie by listening to you quote Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> like I have I have a stronger memory, honestly. I'm being totally serious right now. Of Pedro? Of hearing of I feel like of no, of you quoting Pedro than the actual movie. Really? Oh, that's weird. I don't know. For, <laughs> I, for some reason, like, I don't even remember you quoting this movie much, but for some reason you doing, like, Pedro and his jokes, like, <laughs> I don't know. I have more nostalgia baby than, for that than the actual movie. Wow. Well, I guess that's... You're the movie, Evan. Aww. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Elon <laughs> Musk was the Terminator the whole time. <laughs> I guess that's what you get for knowing me for too long. Like we established. It's true. We've been friends for too long. <laughs> I just I just proved it. Oh, callbacks. Improv. Um, all right, Josh. Are you ready to rate 2004's Napoleon Dynamite? Do you give it? I, I asked you if you were ready to rate, and then I'm just telling you the rating system. Do you give it a be kind and rewind or an eject and reject, baby? Bow to your sensei. Uh... <laughs> I give it a bow to your sense. Uh, a bow and and brow. No, I'm gonna give this a uh, Napoleon Dina don't. <laughs> what on earth? I was not ready. <laughs> I was not ready for you to say something like that. Okay. Okay, so I'm translating that into the as a no. There's no translation. Just Napoleon Dina don't. Napoleon Dina don't. Um, I like I said, I had a really good time with this movie. I'm gonna give it a Napoleon Dina dance at the end. I thought it. I thought that it it still held up for me. Um, I don't know if it would hold up for like a kid today. Because I do have this feeling like at this point, I mean, like you said, this is the original, this is like the OG hipster movie. So there's a lot of people who kind of dress like this and like play bass in a band or play synthesizer into SoundCloud. And like, this is just what they look like now. So I feel like a kid watching this now or even a young adult watching this now would be like, I don't really get it. Like what? Yeah. What's the point? (laughs) I think that might be why I didn't enjoy it. It's just because it's too, it's already ingrained. Like everything that happens in this movie is like all over every movie that's ever happened since then. Like I think about, uh, okay, here's an example. Uh, the second Spider-Man movie in the Marvel universe. What was it called? Oh, uh, Spider-Man far from home. Yeah. Yeah. Far from home. Yeah. 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 Those glasses that that he was wearing. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's like, this idea that everything is very, like, there's not really too many written jokes as it is just, like, kind of, like, awkward deadpan banter with, like, with teenagers. really awkward minimalist things that, like, that's just, like, this is a slice of life for being a teenager. But That's interesting. It just, it, it's, like, but it's also, like, you know, Napoleon Dynamite, this movie, like, it was the first. It, like, 
put it under a big microscope and they did it. Yeah. And now everybody has seen that. It's like, let's make it, let's build on that and make it better. And like now, you know, with like every app, like Instagram and TikTok and like all those, it's like, that's mostly what's on there is just these little tiny slice of life. Like, isn't this, that's what meme culture is. It's like, you find a reaction or a photo and then it's like, what is it? What is it? Like, what are the words for it? Or what, yeah. why is this like kind of related? Well, you know me. Like, that's, this was the original. That's why I am giving it a, a, a be kind of rewind because like for me, it's like, oh, well, it, it starts here or at least like we started being aware of it here. So I'm, you know. Am I just that that there's this article that I didn't even read about, but the headline was teenager won't talk to mom because she's too irrelevant. <laughs> You want like to talk to Napoleon kid Dynamite? Because like, <laughs> like, it's just old news. It's old hat. I'm just a terrible like teen millennial these days, I guess, that doesn't enjoy <laughs> anything. Oh, we'll, we'll get you there. Um, yeah, Napoleon well, Dynadome. Do you have a recommendation for what you would watch instead of Napoleon Dynamite? Um, pretty much a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Well, I don't know if I would just put my favorite, but like if I were to give something. If you were like to watch one just just to like to like relax. Like slice of life kind of about kids. Um, Probably uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I never saw that one. You know, I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then it grew on me. And it's a really fantastic love story. Uh, it's hmm. really good. And it also deals with, like, kids and, like, coming of age, like, romance and all those things in a really, like, kind of precious way that, like, this movie does too, except I think it just executes it in a more relatable way, at least to me. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because I wanted to watch it when it was in theaters, but I never got around to it. Um, I I didn't have personally a recommendation for something to watch other than this movie, but when we were when we were finished watching it, Morgan said that her recommendation would be uh, "Welcome to the Dollhouse," which is from 1995. Um, I never saw it, but if you check out the trailer, like it's definitely we're in the same vein. It's like awkward teenager awkward glasses like she just kind of looks weird um and it, it was an independent film um but it's much higher rated it's got a, a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes instead of 70 like napoleon dynamite oh. so um i i wonder i i wouldn't be surprised if we if we got around to watching that one because i'm definitely curious check out the trailer for welcome to the dollhouse and uh and then maybe maybe we'll check it out um that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Um, we love you. We mean it. Josh, do you have any final uh, yoga poses or um, limericks for the children out there? Hold on. I'll get a yoga pose going and a limerick. All right, I'm ready. So this is Standing Moonshot. That's the name of the yoga pose. Oh. So that was the that was a fifty fifty year old man grunt. Uh, I got <laughs> nice one dad up grunt. in the air, one down, <laughs> 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 and two in 
down. So I'm doing a yoga pose in front of the mirror. There once was a boy named Yoga. And he had in his closet a toga. And when the party was on, he put on his thong. And with all of his friends and family, he blow God. <laughs> I knew you were going to say blow God. I don't know. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, tune in next week. Thanks for listening, It's been fun, everybody. and uh, <laughs> see you next week. All right, bye. Thank you.